Hello, I'm Pastor Keith Babb III, and I want to thank you so much for tuning into the podcast of the Way Church of Tampa Bay. Our desire is that as a result of the word, that you no longer settle with simply coming to church, but you become the church. I pray that you enjoy this broadcast and that it challenges you, that it convicts you, and that it changes you. Thank you again, and let's enter into today's message. I want that to be our heart's cry this morning. Brianna, before you put up that mic, can you sing that, the beginning of that song for us just one more time? I want that to be our heart's cry. With our hands lifted, can we keep ourselves in a posture to receive this? Give me you. Yes. Everything else can wait. Give me you. You want God, I need you to say something to him in this moment. Yeah, we bless your name. fruit of your lips begin to tell God you need them. Come on with the fruit of your lips. God, we need you. That's what we come for this morning, you and you alone. Come on with the fruit of your lips. Don't let nobody else tell them. Don't let Brianna tell them for you, but you tell them. God, we need you this morning. Your people have come for you and you alone. Give us you. Give us you, God, we pray. Give us you, God, we pray. Don't give us Pastor Keith. Give us you, God. Don't give us the psalmist, God. Give us you, God. God, we don't need the intercessors, God, but we need you. God, we don't need our mother or our father, God, but we need you. We're declaring on this morning, God, that we need you. Hallelujah. We bless your name, God, for your presence in this place. We need you on this morning. Now have your way, God. We pray, God, that our hearts are now tilled and ready to receive all of you. And every believer that believes, say amen. Amen and amen. I want you to go to your Bibles in 1 Corinthians chapter 9. So good to see everybody in the house of the Lord this morning. 1 Corinthians chapter 9. I want us to look at verses 24 through 27. As my wife declared, I started a sermon series last week entitled A Disciplined Life. Somebody say a disciplined life. And that is God's design for every disciple. I want to continue in that vein on this morning. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, I want to look at verses number 24 through 27, reading from the New Living Translation of the Bible. The Bible reads this, don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize. Look at your neighbor and say, so run to win. Someone look at your neighbor and say, so run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away. But we do it for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose in every step. I am not shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should do. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I might myself might be disqualified. Verse 25 says this, all athletes are disciplined in their training. 
And they do it to win a prize that will fade away. But we do it. Somebody say, I do it for an eternal prize. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Last week I ministered from this subject that discipline is the place of alignment. I said it's the place of alignment. If we want to find ourselves aligned with the will of God, somebody say, I need discipline. And not only is discipline the place of alignment, but it's also the place of adjustment. Uh, adjustment. I, I, somebody say, I need to be adjusted this morning. Uh, so I want to minister from this thought that discipline is the place of adjustment. And for many, it's not the burden for discipline. I may, I may need another mic if somebody can give me that. It, it may not. It's not the burden for discipline that we struggle with because many of us know that we need to live disciplined lives. Watch this. Thank you. It's not this place of burden, but many of us struggle with where to begin. If we can be honest with ourselves, many of us know we can assess ourselves and see that, that we need discipline, but many of us don't know where to begin. I say, I need to know where to begin. Because many want, if we can be honest, we want discipline to break bad habits, but we don't know where to begin. Uh, we want the discipline to come out of bondage, but we don't know where to begin. Uh, many of us, watch this, want discipline to simply get our bodies right. Y'all don't like y'all want to have them little summer bodies, but we don't know where to begin. Uh, so, so we've got to figure out how. I know that I desire discipline, but where do I begin? I believe we find Paul battling with a similar struggle in the beginning portion of the Amplified Version of Romans 7, verse 19. No, notice this. He says, for the good that I want to do, I do not do. Uh, this, is, uh, this is Paul speaking to the church in Rome. In other words, he discerned that he needed to be disciplined, but he lacked direction. Somebody say, where to begin? Many of us got this level of discernment. I know it's, the, the Bible says that if we don't have lack discernment that we should pray for it. But many of us know that we're raggedy in certain areas and we need to be disciplined, but we have no directions. Someone say, I need directions. Uh, so, so, so Paul was saying this very thing that I want to do, I know it's good for me, but I do not do it. And as it was for Paul, so it is for many of us. We don't know where to begin. I get it, Pastor Keith. You're telling us to live a disciplined life, but I don't know where to begin. Because many times, watch this, when you've had a habit for so long, it's difficult to take hold of something new. Uh, this is the reason why many of us struggle with discipline. Because I've, I've had this habit for so long, and this habit, watch this, has been our only point of reference. That's all we knew to do. It's been our only source of comfort. The reason, Pastor Keith, I keep running back to the cake, because it gives me comfort. I don't know about nobody else, but I'm, t I'm talking about myself. And, and watch this, it's been our only means of resolve. This is what I've done my whole life. Yet the sad reality is, watch this, your inability to let go of old habits, watch this, inhibits God's ability to do something new in your life. God wants to do something new, and the reason God can't do nothing new is because you're holding on, watch this, to destructive habits. Someone say, let go of those habits. Uh, so, so in Luke 5, 37 reminds us with these words. Uh, notice what it says. No one puts new wine into old wineskins. Somebody say nobody. And watch this. Just as no one puts new wines into old wineskin, watch this. The, in like manner, God ain't going to do nothing new if you're holding on to something old. And we're wondering and struggling with why God is not doing something new in our life. It may be because of old habits. Someone say old habits. Uh, and hear this, and I know some people may not consider this, but the good news is, is that God wants to do something new in our lives. He's always in the business of doing something new. And watch this. The new that God wants to do in our lives, somebody say it requires discipline. It requires discipline. And as I, as, as I made mention before, not only does the new thing that God wants to do in our lives require discipline, but the new thing that God does in our lives is reserved for disciples. Yeah. The, the, this new thing, I, I know we love to say God do a new thing in me. 
God, God, will you do a new thing? And, but if we don't have discipline, God can never do the new thing. And if we don't have discipline, watch this. If we're not a disciple, God can't do a new thing in us as well. I want us to go to the next um, screen. The Bible says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Somebody say, I'm a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Somebody shout, new. Uh, if you're in Christ, in other words, a disciple of Christ, then all habits are not ordained for your life. I need somebody to catch. I know you've been doing it because this is how your mama did it. This is how your mama did it. But watch this old habits. Someone say old habits are not ordained for my life. Somebody say God wants to do something new. And watch this. I don't want to be the hindrance of God doing something new in my life because I'm holding on to old habits. And I don't want to walk in a level of discipline and you wonder why there's no level of reviving in your life. There's no level of refreshing in your life. There's no level of renewing in your life because someone say I'm not disciplined enough. And I, and I said this before. Hear this. God is the greatest steward. That means God ain't going to waste nothing new on you if he knows you can't handle what's new. And the only, watch this, the way in which you show yourself to be faithful for God to fulfill a new thing in your life. Someone say, I've got to be disciplined. Therefore, if we're failing to see God do something new in our lives, then we need to question either our commitment to discipline or even worse, we may need to question if we're a new creation. Did y'all catch what I just said? If God is not doing anything new in my life, I may need to first say, God, do I have a level of commitment to discipline? And if not, I may not even be a new creation. But I believe, watch this, for God, watch this. For many, the reason that God can't trust us with the new is because God can't trust us to be disciplined. Now, that's a sad tragedy, y'all. The reason for many of us that God can't entrust us with the new is because God can't trust us with discipline. I know you're praying for that new job, but God know you're behind. It's not discipline. I know you left out of one raggedy relationship and you want something better, but God can't trust you with discipline. I know you want some kids, but somebody say he can't trust me with discipline. I know that. You see, y'all don't like that this morning. And hear this. I should have said this earlier. Pastor Cole said something on last week um, concerning or pertaining to communion. And the Bible says that he broke it, then he blessed it. Many times God has to break us to bless us. So what I'm trying to say is we've got to posture ourselves. I know this sermon says may not feel good, but somebody say he's breaking me to bless me. Yeah, he's breaking me to bless me. Now that's good news. If you want to be blessed, somebody say you got to get broke. Ah, uh, yeah, God going to break us this morning. As I stated earlier, I believe it's not that we fail to discern our need for discipline that is a problem, but it's our lack of directions. Somebody just say this, where do I begin? Yeah, where do I begin? Therefore, the criti critical question for many of us is, how do we watch this discipline cause discipline to be our place of adjustment? How do, how, how do we cause that to be? What will it require for us to walk in discipline? Listen, I'm preaching to myself this morning. There's some areas where I know I need to be disciplined. So, so, so we've got to ask ourselves that question. And I believe as Paul struggled with discipline in his life, his struggle helped him seek discipline. And as Paul found how to walk in discipline in our foundational text, so too can we find the answers of that in our foundational text. Watch this. Paul reveals to us how discipline is the place of adjustment. I don't, I don't know if I got any mechanics in the room, but there's sometimes with certain, um, they, 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 they call them, uh, there's like, a, Brandon, you might need to help me out, but there's certain bands in the car that sometimes need to be, somebody say, adjusted. Uh, you, 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 the belts, that's it. There's certain belts in a car that need to be adjusted. Sometimes they're too loose. Sometimes they need a little bit of tightening up. And it don't always, somebody say, feel good. Uh, and, and in like manner, discipline may not always feel good, but all God is trying to do is tighten us up in certain areas. Somebody say, I need to be tightened up. 
Oh, yeah, tighten me up, God. That there, there's some areas that just simply need to be adjusted so that it can run in the way it, in which it was designed. And many of us are running in a race. And watch this. We're not running to full capacity because we're not disciplined. Ooh, tell you, neighbor, I want to run with full capacity. Uh, and, and, and what discipline comes to do is to adjust some things in our lives. Uh, and we can have access, watch this, to the new things that God wants to do in our lives. And my prayer this morning is that we find the place of adjustment in the place of discipline. And before we examine our text, I want to drop this off. Discipline will never be your, our portion until discipline is our personal desire. Somebody say, I got a desire discipline. And if you don't desire it, you, you, you are already off, y'all. But watch what verse 24 says. Don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the, the prize? So run to win. Somebody say, run to win. If I'm going to be in this walk with God, I'm going to be in it to win it. I don't know about nobody else, but listen, I'm not going to sacrifice. Listen, I could be out in these streets wilding. And if I'm going to be in it, somebody say, I'm in it to win it. I had to give up some stuff that my flesh like. So if I'm going to be walking with God, I'm in it to win it. Yet the sad reality is, watch this, is we got many believers that are just lazy. Somebody say, y'all, y'all lazy. Uh, and, and, uh, in other words, you've got believers that have no zeal in their walk. Oh, that's a dangerous place to be. If you're going to be in God, you at least need to be happy. Somebody say, be happy. So we got believers that are lackadaisical in their walk with God. In other words, just going through the motions. Girl, I'm just getting by. I'm just trying to get by. I'm just, you know, buying and by. Uh, but I don't want to just be lackadaisical in my walk. I don't want to go through the motions. And then we got some believers that are simply walking in their walk with God. In other words, no desire to change. I've worked, y'all know, I, I, I was in ministry with some folk, and I'm like, you still the same way. In other words, they're limping in their walk with God. And I know the Bible says it's better to get to heaven maimed than it is not to get in at all. But I don't want to get to heaven limping. Uh, I, I, I want to have some desire to change. And watch this. If you have no desire to change, then discipline will never change you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Somebody say, I need a desire to change. So watch this. This sermon is only for those who are in it to win it. And it's important to note that this word win in verse 24 of our foundational text is the Greek word um, um, that, that is translated to mean to forcefully take, to apprehend, or to make one's own. In other words, you can never make some things your own if your walk is lazy, lackadaisical, and limping. Y'all know we love to say, I want to take back what the devil stole from me. You'll never be able to take it back if you're not, somebody say, disciplined. I want to forcefully take what is mine. Uh, we got believers that that's not really their desire. And it would all require, somebody say, discipline. There are some things that have been laid up for us, but we'll never take hold of it being lazy. And hear this, we've got some believers that are content with being complacent in their walk with God. But I want all that has been called over my life. Somebody say, I want it all. I don't know about y'all, but I want it all. If I'm going to give up some stuff, I want it all. Somebody say, I want it all. So you got to ask yourself, what's your desire for discipline? And I'm just going to drop this off. You can leave right now. Somebody say, right now. If you're content with being complacent, because this sermon ain't going to help you. But if you have a desire for it all, someone say, let's, let's look at the text. Hear this, I want to walk the text. Let's look at verse number 25. We're going we to make some adjustments this morning. The Bible says all athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it. Someone say, I do it. For eternal prize. There are eternal consequences for the compulsive believer. 
If you're compulsive, if you have no level of di discipline, there are some eternal consequences. In other words, it's not just earthly dangerous to be undisciplined, but it's eternally dangerous to be undisciplined. Huh? And if there's one thing, watch this, if there's one thing that will cause you not to fail to uh -uh, be disciplined, it's fear. Somebody say it's fear. And if you don't believe me, ask somebody who got a mama who don't play. It will make you straighten up. Someone say right away. Right away. Uh, uh, so, 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 so. Uh, that's all you got to do. You gotta just ask somebody, mama, who got a mama like that? The very thought of what they would do to you, watch this, would make you act right. Someone say that's, that's somebody, mama. The very thought of what would happen to you would make that attitude change. Y'all know when you was in school and they say, I'm going to call your mama, you will get it together. Someone say right now. The very thought of what they would say would make you watch your, your behavior adjust. And somebody may be saying, why? Because you knew that there would be some dire implications if you did not cause yourself to be disciplined. And, it's, and, and watch this. If earthly implications can make us act right and, and adjust, then in like manner, so it should be concerning these eternal implications. Many of us would act right at the very thought of our mama whooping our behind. Someone say, that's earthly. Listen, my teacher had to tell my grandma one time. And when, I, when she said she got my grandma number, my number, her number, I got, it, I got myself together. I thought about the implications. Therefore, if we desire for discipline to be our place of adjustment, then we must remind ourselves that there are some divine implications for living an undisciplined life. Somebody say divine implications. In, in other words, watch this. This is why our foundational text says, all athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away. But we do it for an eternal prize. It's important to note that the Greek translation of this word eternal in our foundational text, I believe I have it on our screen, means undecaying, imperishable, or incorruptible. Why is this significant? Because whatever we receive by way of discipline, the Lord's desire and discipline is designed for that thing that we've received to remain. Yeah. Did y'all catch what I just said? Whenever God gives us something as a result of our discipline, he wants it, someone say, to remain. Oh, that, now, that, now that's good news to me. He wants it to remain. So for many of us, the reason why it seems like we have holes is in our pockets is because of our habits. Someone say, I'm undisciplined. It's not that God didn't want you to have it. It was because of your, watch this, destructive habits. Anything that God gives us as a result of discipline, someone say, it's supposed to remain. And watch this. Many of us get mad at God when we lose stuff. Many of us get mad at God. I try to figure out if God don't like us because some, we've lost some stuff. And maybe it's not that God wanted you to lose some stuff. Somebody say, maybe it's because how I'm living. Yeah, see, y'all don't like that. It's, it might be because of how you're living. Watch this. As it was for the prodigal son, so it is for many of us. Consider what Luke 15, 13 declares. After he received his inheritance, a few days later, this younger son packed all his belongings and moved to a distant land. This after, someone say after the inheritance. And there he wasted all of his money and while, someone say undisciplined. Undisciplined living. Why? Why is that significant? He lost what was set aside for him because he could not submit, watch this, to discipline. In other words, I, if God going to give me something, I want it to be a blessing and not a burden. The Bible says that the blessings of the Lord make it be rich and add of no sorrow to me. So if I'm receiving some things from God, watch this, and I want it to remain, and I want it to be a blessing and not a burden, somebody say, I've got to be disciplined. And watch this, if we can be honest, many of us have lost relationships because we were undisciplined. Y'all know, y'all couldn't control yourself. Somebody say, I was undisciplined. Many of us lost resources because we were undisciplined. God bless you, but your behind spent it all because you were undisciplined. 
and many of us, watch this, have lost some responsibilities. The reason your behind got fired is because you were undisciplined. And many of us, watch this, get mad at God, wonder why God did this to us, wonder why the enemy is busy in my home. Somebody say, he ain't busy. Somebody say, that's me. For some of us, the enemy is not busy. He's chilling, looking at you, live an undisciplined life. Watch this. He don't have to steal what you lost. And many of us are blaming him. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. No, I just lost it. Because I'm undisciplined. And the sad reality is not that. Watch this. Here's the sad reality. It's not that we just lost it. The sad reality is much of what we lost, God, watch this, in his providential will and design, he intended for it to remain. Yet it required our discipline. And for those of us that struggle with discipline, we have to declare ourselves, I don't want to lose what the Lord wanted me to remain. Uh, we've got to declare that. Somebody declare that. I don't want to lose what the Lord wanted to remain. And if I don't want to lose it, somebody say, I've got to be disciplined. There are too many implications for living an undisciplined life. Watch what Proverbs um, 20, verse 21 declares. An inheritance gained hastily. In other words, void of discipline at the beginning would not be blessed at the end. Many of what we thought would be a blessing was not blessed at the end because somebody say, I was undisciplined. Help us today, God. And like I said before, much of what we receive has become a burden and not a blessing because we cannot live a disciplined life. Therefore, as we attempt to walk in discipline, we ask, have to ask ourselves, and I believe it's on the next screen. I didn't put it on there. But we've got to ask ourselves this. What do I desire to remain? The, 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 if I really want my marriage to remain, then I've got to hold fast. Some say to discipline. If I really want this job that I feel like God has blessed me with, with to remain, some say I've got to be disciplined. Listen, I'm, 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 I'm asking God to, to, despite the circumstances of my current life, to cause me to be disciplined. Because Many, the, the main reason why many folk lose stuff that God has placed in their hand is because they weren't disciplined. I don't want God to give me a ministry and I lose it because I failed to be undisciplined. Someone say, I've got to be disciplined. And if we desire to remain, then we must desire discipline. So here's the word of wisdom. We've got to stop saying that we lost some stuff because people didn't like us. Someone say, it ain't the people. For many of us, it's not that people didn't like us, that we didn't get the promotion. It's because we lived undisciplined. Because, watch this, people can't stop the providence of God. Did y'all hear what I just said? If God wants me to have it, I'm going to have it. People cannot stop the providence of God. And I want us to see something in John chapter 15, verse 16. The Bible says, you didn't choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. In other words, God says you're anointed for the things that are placed in your life to remain. Somebody say, I've been anointed for this. For those of y'all that struggle with discipline and say, I, can't, I just can't do it, Pastor Keith. You don't know my life. You don't know how to fold. You don't know that my life is up and down. You don't know what my job asking me to do. Someone say, I'm anointed for this. Yeah, God says, I, you, ain't, I didn't, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. And that your fruit would remain. I'm anointed for this. Somebody say, I'm anointed for this. Uh, we've been appointed and anointed by God for the fruit in our lives. Somebody say, to remain. And we're reminded in verse 5 of, watch this, John 15, that fruit, that fruit that remains requires that we abide in him. Uh, we find that in verse number 5 in John 15. In other words, to abide in him requires, somebody say, discipline. If I want the fruit in my life to remain, somebody say, I've got to be disciplined. And, and, and the folk that really don't want to submit to discipline is the folk that don't mind losing stuff. Somebody say the devil is a lie. 
I don't know about y'all, but I can't afford. Watch this. After the pandemic, I can't afford to lose nothing. After, watch this, Hurricane Ian, I can't afford to lose some stuff. Someone say, I can't afford to lose it. I don't know about y'all, if you can just live one day in this world and you can realize the loss that is all over the world, that's some stuff that I can't afford to lose. If I can't afford to lose it, I've got to live. Someone say discipline. Yeah, I got to live discipline. So it's not that it didn't like you, that it didn't remain. Maybe, watch this, you didn't remain disciplined. There is too much to lose if we don't live a discipline. Let, at the very thought of losing it, it should cause me to adjust my behavior. The very rebuke of God in his word that it's a possibility that I might lose it it should cause me to act right I've got to remind myself somebody say of the implications and watch this if you're willing to lose some stuff it really reveals that you didn't love it if I'm unwilling to be disciplined for the sake of my marriage I didn't really love my marriage somebody say just let them go let that one go. I know you want to hold on to that one, but if they can't get it right because of the sake of the, of the relationship, somebody say they ain't love me anyways. Folk, folk that can lose stuff and let it go and say I can get something better, I, that what they're really telling you is that I did not love it. We're trying to chase after children that don't want to be disciplined. What they're really telling you is they don't really love you. you did y'all hear what I just said? And we bending over backwards for kids and trying to rescue kids that really don't love us. Somebody say, let them go. How do I know the father said, I'm going to let his behind go. And when he gets it together, he can come on back. Folk that are undisciplined and are easy, easily can lose some stuff and let some stuff go. They somebody say they really didn't love it. If you love it, you're going to realize that there's some implications for not living a disciplined life. Somebody say, I got to get it together. I got to get it together. And this is why if we want to walk in a place of adjustment is that we remind ourselves of the divine implications for not living a disciplined life. Somebody say there's divine implications. Now let's look at verse number 26. The Bible says, so I run with purpose in every step. I'm not just shadow boxing. In other words, we have to run after discipline because we're running after something. Somebody say, I'm, I'm chasing after something. Our pursuit of discipline is not so that we can look deep, but our pursuit of discipline is because we're after some desires. I don't know about y'all, but the reason when I was a former athlete, I didn't just want to do it so I can look good on the field. Someone say, I was after something. And if you're doing it to look good, somebody say, sit on down. Ah, I'm after something. Ah, in other words, we discipline ourselves because we should be after our health. Uh, we discipline ourselves because we're after, watch this, that house that God has said I was going to have. We discipline ourselves because I'm after my harvest. Someone say I'm after my harvest. And watch this. If you're not after something in God, you will never run after discipline. The critical question is, are you after something? Somebody say this, in God. Yeah, in God, in God, in God. It has to be, somebody say this again, in God. Yeah, therefore, you got to ask yourself, what am I after in God? And this is why Paul declares this in verse 26 of our foundational text. He says, so I run with purpose in every, in every step. Uh, there, there's purpose in every step. That means I'm not just living vicariously. I'm not just living on the whim of every win. But with every step that I take towards discipline, I'm doing it, somebody say, with a purpose. Someone say there has to be purpose behind it. Yeah, there has to be purpose behind it. Because Paul knew, watch this, discipline void of purpose would never be perpetual. You will never, watch this, if you try to discipline yourself without purpose, it will not last long. Someone say, I need purpose behind my discipline. Yeah, I need purpose behind my discipline. You need to, y'all need to take note of that. Because it's important to note that only discipline that is rooted in the purpose of God will be perpetual. Somebody may be saying, how do I know? Notice what we're admonished in Colossians chapter 3, verse 23 through 24. The Bible says, whatever, you, whatever work you do, do it with all your heart and do it for the Lord. Somebody say, for the Lord. Don't be trying to get your body right for no man. Somebody say, do it for the Lord. 
Because as soon as that man is not there, you'll stop being disciplined. Did, you, did y'all hear what I just said? Watch this. As soon as the promotion is no longer available, you're going to go back to your lazy ways. Someone say, do it for the Lord. Lady know what I'm talking about. She had music and dance unto the Lord. That's why I lasted so long, Lay. Remember that you will get your reward from the Lord. He will give you what you should re- receive. You are working for the Lord Christ. Someone saying, I'm doing it for God. Yeah, you better be doing it for God. Because watch this. Our reward from discipline comes from God and not from men. And watch this. This is how you know people are raggedy in their discipline. Because as soon as men don't give you the response that you're looking for as a result of your discipline, you will give up on discipline. You done got yourself together. You done shaved yourself up because the girl told you she don't like men with beard. And as soon as she get another man, you stop doing, doing that. You stop having discipline. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Because it was for her and not God. Are y'all staying with me? So when I commit myself to discipline, someone say I'm doing it for God. So in other words, if I want discipline to be this place of adjustment, then I've got to have some diligent intentions. Uh, I'm going to talk about what that means, some diligent intentions. Uh, that means, watch this, don't discipline yourself to lose weight for your man. Somebody say, don't do it. Do it because God is calling you to it or it won't last. Don't discipline yourself to be on time for your manager. Somebody say, don't do it. Unless God is calling you to it or it won't last. Watch this. Don't discipline yourself to save money for your mama. I know your mama been telling you, but somebody say, don't do it. Do it because God is calling you to it or it will not last. And many re- one of the main reasons why a lot of people start walking in discipline is because they're doing it for men and not for God. Someone say, do it for God. Because discipline can only be your place of adjustment when we are diligent in our intentions. And here's one definition of that word, diligent. It means earnest application to some specific object or pursuit. In other words, diligent intentions means that I have a pursuit with purpose. So the critical question that I gotta ask myself is, am I compelled to be disciplined because God is calling me to it. Why? Somebody say, because I need staying power. If you won't stand power, don't do it for a man. Somebody say, I got to do it for God. The only way, this is why folk like, I've heard, listen, I know, I know y'all said in a lighthearted nature, but I, a lot of people will say, I don't know how Pastor Keith do all of that in the midst of all that he has going on. Somebody say, because I got staying power. And the only reason that I've got staying power is because I committed myself to be disciplined, not for you. Somebody say, not for me. I know I thought y'all thought it was for you, but somebody say, I'm doing it for God. Because as soon as y'all leave, watch this, if y'all leave and it was dependent upon you, my discipline would go away. Somebody say, I'm doing it for God. I'm doing it for God. I'm doing it for God. And the reason, watch this. I know you might be saying, Pastor Keith, but hold on. I'm trying to be disciplined because I know my wife needs me to be disciplined. No, don't don't make it dependent upon her. Make it dependent upon the vows that you took. Somebody say before God. God, because watch this. When her behind start acting crazy and foolish, I can still be disciplined because I'm doing it. Somebody say for God. And my wife will tell you she'll get crazy sometimes. So I got to do it for God, y'all. I had to do it for God. So here's a word of wisdom. Your strength in discipline is connected to your seeking of discipline. What do I mean? When you seek discipline because of the purpose of God, God will always watch this. You can always expect power to maintain your discipline. Now that's good news right there. When folks say, no, you just don't know, Pastor Keith, I ain't got no staying power. That cake, that that, that pie, it just looked too good. You're not doing it for God. You're doing it for somebody else. Because when I'm doing it for God, God's going to give me somebody to say power. Oh, that's good news, y'all. I need power. I need power. Listen, somebody say, I need, power. I need power. Watch this. When your flesh wants to take you and make you undisciplined, somebody say, I need power. Watch what Isaiah 40, 31 says. But they that wait upon, somebody say, the Lord, 
shall renew their strength. So God, I'm doing it for nobody else. I'm doing it for you. And I'm trusting that you'll renew my strength. I've been trying, I've been trying. I feel like I've hit a plateau. But somebody say there's no plateaus in God. Now that's good news for me. Somebody say there's no plateaus in God. Because as soon as the enemy wants you to believe there's a plateau, somebody say power's on the way. I'm going to renew my strength. Somebody say I'm going to renew my strength. And hear this. Y'all got to catch me and hear me good. If I'm struggling to be disciplined, I've got to ask myself, what is the root reason why I'm seeking discipline? Is it so folk can say I just look good, I done lost a little bit of weight and I'm just fine and I want somebody to wind me and dime me? Somebody say there's no staying power in that. Somebody say there's no staying power. So I've got to ask God to, to make sure that I seek discipline because of what you said. And I, and I know y'all might be saying, Pastor Keith, the house thing is too materialistic for me. I, I, but watch this. If God really said that I want to bless you with the house, watch this. You're not seeking the house for you. You're seeking the house and seeking discipline because God called you to it. Yeah, yeah. So I know I got to get my credit together. Right, yeah. I, I know that I've got to be more disciplined in my savings. Yeah. And I've got to know that God, watch this, has something laid up for me. Yeah. So I've got to watch this, be disciplined. Yeah. Someone say it has to be with purpose. Yeah, it has to be with purpose, and that purpose has to be in God. And despite what you may think, you need power to be disciplined. Yeah, you somebody say, I need power. Yeah, because listen, when they when they walk by, I somebody say, I need power. When, they, when I see that commercial, somebody say, I need power to stay away. When you see that sale, and I know you like to spend it, I know it's free Amazon day, but somebody say, I need power. See, y'all don't like that. It's free, and you know Amazon Prime have them free days. And you see something, you think, I'm going to get a little free shipping, so I'm saving some money. No, God said, I need you to save some money for that house, not for what's on Amazon Prime. Somebody say, I need power. I don't know about y'all, but I like Amazon, so I need some power, y'all. <laughs> to keep that, and you know, they save your little credit card, so you just feel like you could just go click. No, I need some power to not click. So here this. I, there's some divine implications that I've got to have diligent intentions and let's look at verse number 27 the Bible says I discipline my body like an athlete training it to do what it should Whew, this is the part we ain't gonna like discipline that is effective requires instructions some say instructions but I, it's important to know that instructions are never given in isolation did y'all hear what I just said? Discipline that is effective needs instructions, but instructions will never be given in isolation. We'd love to say God gave me a word, but somebody going to hold your behind accountable for that word. God don't even operate in isolation. It's the Father, it's the Son, and it's the Holy Ghost. Somebody say, it can't be in isolation. So, so what do I mean? Paul declares in our foundational text that he disciplines his body like an athlete. And in the, in the natural, no elite athlete is void of a coach. Someone say, I got to have a coach. Am I right, Ari? Any, any elite athlete needs a coach. Someone say, I, got, I need a coach. What, what, what am I trying to say? Uh, discipline requires someone who they themselves is walking in discipline. Watch this to both admonish us in discipline and to hold us accountable in discipline. And the problem with a lot of believers, we don't like nobody to tell us what to do. The reason why many of us can't walk in discipline because we don't want nobody telling us what to do. But you'll never be disciplined, watch this, without somebody admonishing you in discipline. Someone say, I need an example. And without accountability in discipline. Someone say, I got to be held accountable. But we don't like to be told what to do. That's going to be your downfall. Someone say, that's going to be your downfall. And we may not like this, but the reality is that many fail to have discipline because many believers say, uh-uh, I, want you, I know, just, just hear me and hear me good. Because somebody say, this is the Bible talking. Many of us fail to have discipline because many believers are fools. Did y'all hear what I just said? Somebody say, they fools. I ain't talking about you. Say, they fools. 
Um, someone say he's going to give you Bible. Watch this. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 7 says, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Don't tell me how I need to be disciplined in my marriage. I can do it. Somebody say on my own. Somebody say that's a fool. I know. Listen, you don't know not one thing about caloric intake. You just Google some stuff. Somebody say I Google some stuff. I don't want no training. I don't want nobody telling me to do nothing. I don't want nobody who done already lost their little weight. I don't want to lose it like you. I, I got it on my own. Somebody say they're a fool. Uh, no, 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 no. Listen, you ain't got no, no kind of degree in accounting. You ain't, got no, you ain't got no financial background. And you saying God just going to download it in my spirit. Somebody say that's a fool. I need somebody who can admonish me to go where I've never been before. And watch this, I said one of the reasons why it's so hard to break old habits is because it's our only point of reference. That's all we know. So I've got to get somebody, watch this, somebody say a believer. Another believer who's gone before me, who can push me when I get tired. And not only who can push me, but can give me a level of instructions and hold me accountable for that. Somebody say, don't be no fool. Yeah, don't be no fool. Don't be no fool. The board tell me all the time, Pastor Keith, listen, we got to get a CPA in here. I know we smart. I know we got all kind of degrees. But somebody say, we, we, we can't be fools. See, y'all don't like that because you think you just, you and God just so tight. And this is why if we desire for discipline to be our place of adjustment, we need to receive designed instructions. In other words... Bible says that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. So that means there's this designed path for my life. If there's a designed path, then I also need designed instructions. Because where I'm going is not where uh, Miss Nicole is going. Somebody said, I need something designed for my life. Did y'all catch what I just said? I need something designed for my life. So God, so somebody said, I need instructions. And this is why, watch this. We must ask ourselves, watch this, y'all ain't gonna like this. I know you and God tight, but beyond God, somebody say beyond God. Who have we given the right to, watch this, to chastise us in discipline? No, 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 no. You done said you was gonna be disciplined in this area, but who do you give permission to chastise you? Who, who, Who do you give the right or permission to correct you in discipline? I know you're being led by the Holy Ghost, but that same Holy Ghost in me is not agreeing with your spirit. I got to correct you. Somebody say, you just better ask David. Nathan had to correct him because he was living, somebody say, undisciplined. And then who can give us counsel? And Who have you given that right to? If you don't have nobody in your life, you trying to save money, and it ain't nobody who can chastise you about how you spend it. Ain't nobody can correct you about you not having no budget. If, ain't, ain't nobody can counsel you how to put your money in, a, in the appropriate investments. Somebody say, I'm living like a fool. So these three things right there, you better, somebody say, you better find somebody. Yeah, pray, pray for it, pray for it. God, send them to me. Because when, when you fail, watch this, to be chastised, corrected, and counseled in discipline, you are subject to fall in discipline. You may start off well. David, somebody say David started off well. He started off well. But God had to send somebody in his life. And I, I've shared this before, and I'll share it again. But I told Miss Cindy one of the things that the Lord told me concerning her, that she was called to be my Nathan. You've got to have somebody and watch this. It don't matter if they're not. Watch this walking in the same title or role as you. Somebody say, get that out your mind. Because it's designed instructions, that means somebody is designed for you. So the Lord had to reveal that she was designed for me. So when Pastor Keith getting out of line, somebody say, go get Miss Cindy. Yeah, if y'all can't do it, just go get Miss Cindy. I'm going to act right at the sound of you saying you're going to get her to me. Uh, because watch this, as I made mention last week. No, 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 let's look at this. Let's look at Proverbs chapter 11, verse 14. Y'all know the text, where there is no counsel, the people fall. I've got to have counsel in my discipline. Y'all hear what I'm saying? And the reason why many of us can't live disciplined lives 
It's because we have no counsel. Somebody say, go get you some counsel. I was praying. I was like, Lord, don't let me be solo in this journey as a pastor. Give me somebody who can counsel me. And as I made mention last week, the word disciple is derived from the word discipline. And to be a disciple, it requires you to be a learner or a follower. I've got to be following someone who has already set the pattern for me. Someone say, I've got to be a follower. So if I, if I, if, if disciple, and watch this, and it, just like it is for disciples, it is no different from discipline. It will require that you learn from somebody and that you follow somebody that is walking in the level of discipline that you desire. Yet it's important to note, watch this, that you can't receive instruction from another void of receiving their accountability. Did y'all catch what I just said? Listen, I don't waste my instruction on folk that don't want to be held accountable for it. I stop wasting my breath on folk. You can tell folk what they need to do, and they just run on and do what they need to do. You've just realized that you don't trust my counsel and that you're taking my counsel for granted. So I'm going to let your, your behind run on, and somebody say fall. So, so watch this. A, a, a good requirement for somebody to receive your counsel, you need to ask them, can I hold you accountable for this counsel? Don't just be coming to me because you see I got a lot of money and you think you could just ask Pastor Keith how to get a lot of money. How did you make it in this area? How did you do all of that? Don't be asking me about that if you don't want my accountability. Somebody say they got to take my accountability. So in like manner for you, I know they look good with their body. I know they done lost so much weight, but don't ask them about losing the weight if you're not going to allow them to hold you accountable. Somebody say I got to be held accountable. Watch this. This is why Paul admonished Timothy with these words in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 2. Watch this. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering. And then it says, and teaching. That means this is connected. In other words, that word teaching means instructions. You can't cause me to convince you, rebuke you, exhort you, and stay with you for the long run if you're not willing to receive. Watch this. My instructions. Somebody say they go together. The application, this information has to go in line with the convincing, the rebuking, and the exhorting. Whew, if you ain't going to want to be held accountable, don't receive my counsel. Y'all heard what I just said? Don't waste your counsel. Somebody say don't waste your counsel. That means instruction must be accompanied by accountability. And it's no different with instruction and discipline. It requires accountability. And the reason why it's so easy, watch this. The reason why it's so easy for us to give up, give up on that weight loss plan that we started at the beginning of the year, we ain't had no accountability. Y'all know that? The reason why I can cheat on my wife and do all I want to do and run these streets it's because nobody held me accountable. Somebody say it's easy to give up on discipline when I have no accountability. Somebody say when I have no accountability. So the areas in your life where you want to be disciplined, you got to ask yourself, who can chastise me? Who can correct me? And who can give me counsel? And listen, y'all, I'm done. I don't know. I know. We don't like to be adjusted because it don't feel good. But somebody say it's good for me. Many find walking in discipline difficult because they fail to find the right directions to cause them to walk in discipline. And I stated in my introduction, many struggle with where to begin. Somebody say, I know where to begin now. Y'all should know today. Somebody say, I know where to begin. Because discipline, watch it, it requires more than discerning the need for discipline. All of us know areas in our life. Watch this. The unbelievers, the ones who sin it, they know that they need discipline in their life. It's not the, it's not the discernment of it. Somebody say, I need directions. And the good news is that Paul reveals in our foundational text where we must begin so that we can begin to walk in discipline. Paul reveals that, watch this, there's some divine implications. I don't know about y'all, but don't let your mama straighten you up and these eternal implications not straighten you up. God, I can't afford, somebody say, I can't afford to lose it. If, you, if, you, if you're willing to lose it, that means you don't love it. God, I can't afford to lose what you've given me. 
So I got to always be at the forefront that there's some implications, some divine implications to not living a disciplined life. I've got to remember that it requires diligent intentions. In other words, do not seek discipline in any area if it's not of God. Someone say it got to be of God. Because if it ain't of God, you'll never have any staying power. God will give you power when you think you're at a plateau. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. And it will require designed instructions. God, send me the person that know how to talk to me in the right way. Y'all heard what I just said? I need folk that know how to talk to me in the right way. Because there's some, some people know how to talk to you and correct you and stuff and then make you run away rather than them doing it in the right way. So God, send me. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs that a brother is born for the day of adversity. That, in other words, there's somebody designed for my life when I'm struggling with certain areas in my life. So God, send me that person that I can receive their correction, that I can receive their chastisement, that I can receive their counsel, that I can be held accountable for what you're telling me to be disciplined in. And watch this. But I believe God, Paul reveals something even greater in our, in our foundational text. Notice what verse number 27 says. Can you go to the next screen for me? The Bible says, otherwise I fear that I, after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. In other words, an undisciplined life will cause me to be disqualified. And then that text means to be unapproved. That means that God does not approve of the one that does not allow discipline to be their place of adjustment. That means, watch this, I can be doing things up here in the name of God, but not living a disciplined life, and God won't approve of this. People might be blessed by the word, but God won't approve of it. You, you, you can have a title, and God, you can, people can come celebrate you at the elevation, and God still look down on you and not be approved of that. Everything that I do, I need God's approval. Somebody say, I need God's approval. And God says, if you want me to be approved of what you're doing, I need you to live a disciplined life. Somebody stand to their feet. I know this don't feel good, y'all. But God is trying to break us to bless us. I believe God, and I said this, God is always in the business of doing something new in our lives. That, if you feel like you're stagnant, if you feel like God ain't doing nothing in your life, if you feel like you, you may be just going through the motions and this is just the way it's going to be, life just going to be like this, this it's, it's going to always be like this. Y'all can't even say in a Vashon Mitchell song that it won't always be like this. If you feel like it's always going to be like this, you may want to question your discipline because God is in the business of doing something. Somebody say new in my life. Yeah, he wants to do something new in our lives. Father, we thank you. Thank you, God, for discipline being the place of adjustment. For many of us, God, we did not know where to begin. But we thank you, God, for Paul and all of his wisdom that you deposited in him. That he says that he disciplines his body as an athlete. You gave him wisdom on where to begin. And we thank you for it now, God, that you've given us in like manner, that kind of wisdom. God, don't let us just get it together for a grandma or a mama who don't play. But we serve a God that don't play. Cause us to be always mindful of that, God. Just as you're a loving and a kind God, you're a God that desires justice and righteousness. So God calls us to remind ourselves that, our, that there's some stuff that we could lose if we don't live disciplined lives. And matter of fact, God, many of us have already lost some stuff. As the prodigal son declared, God, he lost his inheritance because he was undisciplined. God, we confess even today that we lost some relationships. We lost some resources. We even lost some responsibilities because we were undisciplined. But thank God you're a redeemer of all things. And God, you can redeem even what we lost if we can become disciplined. Remind us of those divine implications, God, we pray. And God, let us do it with diligent intentions. God, let us not do it for the man. Because if we do it for the man, as soon as that man don't respond like we need him to, 
we lose all discipline. Let us do it as unto the Lord. Because God, if, you, if we do it unto you, God, you'll give us staying power. God, we need staying power. Some of us, even right now, God, we got to go home to some stuff, God. And it's going to require us to be disciplined. God, give us power. We're not doing it for nobody else, God. We're doing it for you. And God, I pray now, God, that you send somebody in our lives. We all need a Nathan. Somebody say, I need a Nathan. God, send us a Nathan that can chastise us, that can correct us, that can, can counsel us, God, in our areas of discipline, God, we pray. God, you said the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. In other words, God, our lives are so intricately designed. God, that we need somebody designed for discipline in our lives as well. We want to be followers, learners of someone that are at the same level of discipline, God, that we're aspiring. Send them our way, God. And when you send them, God, let us receive them with all joy. God, I pray, God, that you don't find us disqualified. We don't want to be disqualified, God, but we want you to approve of all that we do in your name. And God, help us now, God. Now that we know where to begin, help us to walk it out. Somebody say, help us to walk it out. Help us to walk it out, God, we pray. In every heart that believes, say thank God and amen. Somebody give God a hand clap of prayer.